yeah, the past time might pass away if this keeps up. But there you go. Uh, all That's right. a good like <laughs> local news. America's pastime may be passing away. <laughs> <laughs> what like America that. doesn't know about cheating baseball players. <laughs> Welcome back to the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Now, if you weren't with us for the pre-pep rally, the pre-show, uh, we told you that today the Sixers play at 1 o'clock when we record this. And for the pep rally we, were, we recorded before, kind of did like a preview of the game, you know, who we were watching and all that kind of good stuff. And we will get into Sixers talk later in the show, but for now, just know that the game has happened, and we will talk about it later in the show. Mm-hmm. It's 4 o'clock on a Sunday. It's 4 o'clock now on a Sunday. So we know that we have the result in hand. We know what, what happened. But before we get to any of that, yes, I'd like to welcome you. Episode 14. Two episodes after the dodecosobe. Sobe. <laughs> So, this is episode 14, Red Shirt Waterboys podcast, and today is sponsored by our three Patreon subscribers. We have Kathy Carmen, we have Lucas Yeager, and we have my sister, Emma Gilzo. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to our Patreon page. Hopefully, you've enjoyed some of the content that you've created uh, with us in those those episodes. Um, So... Before anything else, I think my biggest beef beef of the week has to be another cheater alert. I repeat, cheater alert. Another one. DJ Khaled. Thank when you I for did it the up. first time, when I did it the first time, it was not supposed to be a bit. Okay, we weren't supposed to come back to it every week. But that's be a one and done. <laughs> it was supposed to be a one and done. Like, haha, that guy's cheating. And the rest of the league is, you know, trying to figure it out. But now it's become a weekly occurrence where we have no hitters being thrown left and right. We this are, week, go we ahead. tied with the record for no hitting, no hitters, if you count that seven inning. No right. Yeah, so this week we had Spencer Turnbull of the Detroit Tigers no hitting the Seattle Mariners. For the second time this year, the Seattle Mariners got no hit. So... Definitely a candidate for loser of the week. Uh, so that is the fifth no-hitter this year, officially. And then Corey Kluber, no-hit. of Corey Kluber of the Yankees. What? Just his name is funny. I'm just <laughs> laughing at Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber, he no-hit the, uh, the Texas Rangers for the sixth official. And like you said, if you're counting the seven-inning doubleheader, no-hitter, then there's been seven. And that is the record for an entire season. In baseball, so let's just let's just agree at six and a half for now. <laughs> six and a half we're at right now. Six and seven ninths. Each one of these pitchers, right? Like for the first five, well, I guess first four, the guys who were throwing these no hitters were like no name guys. And Spencer Turnbull, 
most definitely a no-name guy. Corey Kluber, he's been a pretty good pitcher before in the past. You know what's the saddest thing about all of it? What? Is that like now I can't see a no-hitter and be like genuinely excited. You know? It's ruining no-hitting for you? Well, it used to be like a big thing, and it was it was cool no matter what team it was, no matter who it was against. It was just cool to see a guy get a no-hitter. But now it's like I watched like the Sports Center clip this week, and it was all of the calls of their like last outs of all six of the no-hitters. And all of them are like, and it's history being made right before your – it's so played out at this point. I th- and no one's thrown a perfect game yet, though. Nobody's mm. thrown a perfect game. Now, when that happens, there will be no cheater alarm. I will no, see, let the, the cheater no, alarm I think, rest. Yeah. Well, I think performing just below a perfect game is what's not raising everyone's flags. Like, mm. if these were all perfect games, yeah. MLB would be in an uproar. I think the other thing about no hitters is – and just with pitching in general and the whole cheating thing, is like these, the, the like substance abuse that these pitchers face, it's not, um, it doesn't help them with control at all. Mm-mm. So like they could walk four batters and still have a no hitter. Yeah. And it'd be fine. But that substance doesn't help with the control of the baseball. It just helps with spin rate and how much break you're getting on your whatever pitch you're throwing. Is there any instance where, a pitcher walks an inning in and gets a no-hitter. <laughs> now, that could happen. If you have four walks in a row in an inning and you give up a run, but you still – nobody ever got a hit, then technically and it is somehow you don't get pulled. It's the difference between a no-hitter and a no-hit shutout. Mm. Now, all of these so far this year have been no-hit shutouts. Yeah, because I think if you walk four batters in a row, I don't think you get to stay in the game <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're uh, – your manager takes you out. Um, but interestingly enough, the Inquirer, the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, so a local paper for us, uh, they just published an article about how JT Real Muto is the catcher for the Phillies. Uh, he kind of addresses the the whole scandal mm. in and of itself. Um, and he said some pretty glaring things about it. Uh, he thinks... It all okay. So what happened was baseball is in an epidemic right now. If you ask you know people who are fans of baseball, they're like hitting is down, and you know the pitching's too good, and whatever. It's because the pitchers are cheating, and the baseball won't do anything about it. But they're like, what if we move the mound back a foot? I don't think a foot's gonna do all that much. <laughs> like maybe back a yard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So they're like, what if we move the mound back a foot? So then they're experimenting in these lower leagues the Atlantic, of baseball. Atlantic League is getting yeah. experimented on. So they're experimenting down there. And, I, I mean, those leagues, nobody's cheating down there. Like, if they were, they'd be a major leaguer. So no, <laughs> I don't think anything's going to be fruitful from that. But JT Romuto was asked about it, and he said, you know, there's obviously a lot of substance abuse happening. And it's clear that these pitchers are doing it. And he's, and for me, coming from a catcher, that bears the most weight. Because if you ask Bryce Harper, the only time he's interacting with pitchers' pitches is when he's swinging at them. But JT Riumuto knows what a curveball is supposed to look like. 
he knows what a slider is supposed to look like with no, you know, bells and whistles on it, whatever substance you want to put on it. What kind of bells and whistles are you using? Yeah, like he knows what to expect. So when he's up to bat and he's like, okay, what is this? All of a sudden it's like, you know, 96 mile an hour slider that's breaking two feet off the plate. He's like, something's up. But what it also told me is that the Phillies aren't cheating. (laughs) Hey, maybe they'd be a good ball club if they, uh, if everyone else was not cheating. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But our offense just sputtering. Uh, it's not like sputtering, it's sporadic. It's like nothing, 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 nothing. Eight runs. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing. I need that like four runs, six runs, a game. I need that. A consistency. How about twelve in one game and then zero for the next five? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we're getting right now. They're winning four to one, five to one right now. Six to one. Wow. Must be a Brad Miller game. Ugh, give me a break. Brad Miller. Ugh. But my real question is, and this is, I mean, you've probably heard this before me talk about it because we've talked about cheaters for literally weeks now, uh, is the people that said like two years ago when the Cubs were winning the World Series and when the Astros won the World Series with all the home runs and all the, you know, juiced baseballs the people that were complaining about juiced baseballs where are they now that there's what's a juiced baseball people thought that when you know there were more home runs than ever hit in you know some of these seasons more recently that the league altered the inside of a baseball to make it more susceptible to travel farther so they like it was more spongy not spongy. Just like, yeah, they Elastic. made it. Elastic. That's the word I was looking for. Right. So they made it, you know, last longer. It had more loft to it. So if it was in the air, it was going to be in the air longer. All that kind of stuff. So they thought that these baseballs were juiced is how they described it. These people are nowhere to be found. Where'd they go? That's the thing. I'm like, if you really cared <laughs> about the sport, you'd care about both sides of it. Not just, there's too much offense. Oh, They're just trying to speed up the games? I guess. But th- it's the only sport that I've seen that is, you know, implementing rules to suppress offense in football. They have pass interference calls. They have, you know, quarterback specific calls Mm -hmm. so that the offense can stay out there longer, extend drives, put up more points. Basketball. They just recently made the shot clocks so that if you get an offensive rebound, you only have 14 seconds so that each team can get more possessions per game. Why more possessions, more points. More More offense. (laughs) Like every sport, well, I guess at least the other two big sports in the United States are doing these things so that there's more action. There's more runs. There's more, you know, hits. But (laughs) the MLB seems not interested at all. Instead, they're like, let's move the mound back a foot. Only a foot. Like a foot is like shorter than most pitchers like wind up. Yeah, that's what I like. I don't think a foot does anything. It, uh, the argument is that it might a little bit. Yeah, the argument is that it might, you know, allow the break of the ball to happen at a you know further out from the hitter, so they could have a little more time to react. But instead of just getting to the root of the problem, which is all of these pitchers that are using substances and trying to, you know, make them, it's already hard enough, right? Like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball, hard enough to hit. <laughs> 
it's not like we were constantly throwing up 12 run games a couple years ago. So why why do we need this extra I don't know. It makes sense from pitcher to pitcher to make like money on a contract or something, but it does not make sense for it to be in lead league-wide epidemic that what if it prevents injuries? What do you mean? If it because you have more spin, like you don't have to throw as hard and blow out your elbow. I mean, that, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be, but then that's not the sport. Like, sometimes you just figure stuff out. Like, nobody if you, is. If you seen, can't throw without blowing blowing out your elbow, then maybe you're not good enough. Is that what right? You're saying? <laughs> I mean, yes, a little bit. But if you're capable of throwing a hundred miles an hour, but you'll throw your arm out in two years, maybe just throw ninety six, ninety seven, and have a nice long career it's the difference between these people it's a whole league-wide thing that baseball you know wants to do um but i don't know i i get where you're coming from that the injury part i'm yeah i i don't know if i believe that that's just a thought i had and just like oh maybe it's injury related i mean it is trevor bauer said when he was you know looking for things to help his spin rate um he was looking for everything like exercises um, things with his hands that he could like change, uh, grips uh, of the baseball, anything he could do to get a little bit of that advantage, he would do. But none of it seemed to help as much as cheating, <laughs> as cheating with a substance. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know how we come it's back from this. that. I, this is just a me thing, but I think it's funny that everyone's like, oh. It's a substance. So it, it, to yeah. me in my brain, it's like, oh, they're taking drugs to make their hands stick. <laughs> but that's but- <laughs> the thing. If you know, and I think that it's it's happening. Like for instance, I think Shohei Otani is cheating. There's no way that a guy can throw a hundred miles an hour and have a sub two ERA while also leading the league in home runs and. Being able to, you know, have more stolen bases than anyone in the American League, and it, it, so is he cheating on every level? Oh, I he, think so. Yeah, no, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's definitely interesting. Some sort of like how long steroid has he been in, the, in the MLB? Uh, I think this might be his four, third or fourth year. Third and he or fourth went from year? nothing to well, he, not nothing. Like okay. he was a phenom in Japan. Yeah, that's right. Like I don't know. But Love once he see. got here, he got hurt, and then he got yeah. hurt again, and now all you know, all of a sudden, hey, maybe he got some special rehab. Maybe, maybe his doctor, or maybe he's illegal. taking something to you know help him out. It's giving him a little extra Same power, giving him a little extra spin on his Ball. breaking balls. Yeah, you never know. I, so that's my hot take this week. If Shohei Otani is ever proven to be cheating. You heard it here first. I am not sure if he's cheating, so I just want to put my flag in the ground. I actually <laughs> like him. It's cool to see someone from the Japanese baseball league come here and excel. You're, yeah. I I was on that train yeah. until I'm like, okay, he's clearly so much better than everyone else. Mm. There's something fishy there. Okay. All right. After the break, we will talk about our loser of the week. Spoiler alert. It's not the Mariners. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> 
taking time for yourself to rest and relax every day is critical for a sound mind, body, and spirit. Choose from thousands of peaceful and calm guided meditation sessions available on the Serenity Now mobile app. Take a break now and again and regain your serenity now. And welcome back to the Calling Cheaters Out podcast. Just kidding, it's the Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. <laughs> we wow, we really tricked them. <laughs> they thought they turned the dial onto a different like, podcast. <laughs> what was I listening to? I thought it was uh yeah. So Red Shirt Water Boys podcast, as <laughs> as I say. Uh did you see this this album that was uh released this week? Ooh, Olivia I, I Rodrigo. Like, oh, okay. Uh, I know it exists. Okay. I have not listened to it yet. So, for those of you who are unfamiliar with who Olivia Rodrigo is, she's one of these people that got her start on Disney. She is in one of the Disney Plus shows, High School Musical, the Musical series. And yes, that's a lot of words that I Say just said. Say it one more time. High School Musical. Yeah. The Musical. Yep. The series. Okay. So, it's like, it's a lot of inception going on there. But it's the original High School from High School Musical. The original movie and that school is now picking high school musical to do for their school musical but anyway she's in the show <laughs> she's like okay. one of the lead I'm characters that's fine she's in one of the she's one of the lead characters and she's like very popular amongst the young folks as you probably guess okay and <laughs> and what's she, the point of this show she uh, music <laughs> It's a longer story than I thought I was going to have to explain. That's but, fine. Just keep uh, going. <laughs> so she was dating one of the people, one of her co-stars in real life. She mm. was dating one of them. First mistake. First mistake, as exactly. And then they broke up, and she started releasing music, kind of being like, I can't believe you did that to me. And it was like, ooh, wow, okay. So like, very much like celebrity beef, but for middle school and high school kids. And... <laughs> and so she started releasing this music well now she's like signed to a label and she just released her first album and people are going crazy about it but one of the songs on it it's called good for you good for you and it sounds a lot like another song that was released in like the early 2000s uh by paramore Mm -hmm. and it's called misery business and i i just i wanted you love music Okay. And you're very into music. I am. And I just want to hear your take about, you know, people sampling things, people taking chord progressions from other artists. Like, what what do you think of that? Because some people were mad. And they're like, this is just the same thing that Paramore released, but years later. And then some people are like, no, but she, like, added her twist on it and whatever. So um, where, do you, where do you stand on that conversation? Uh, I think it's a case-by-case basis. I don't know. The thing is with high value pop albums yes which this one i would categorize as that high value pop albums have an (sighs) see what you're saying takes some artistry and usually on high value pop albums 
there's a lack of artistry because mm-hmm. it's made by a group of people in a room. Right. To make what, money. Right. What will money. people listen to? Gotcha. Exactly. Yes. Um, one of the biggest offenders of doing this in bad taste, just to capitalize on it, is Fifth Harmony. Oh, Fifth Harmony. Okay. They stole work from Rihanna. <laughs> Give it to me, I'm worth it. Is a literal copy Jason of Derulo. Jason Derulo. Yep. All which that Jason Derulo song was older than before it got like yeah. popular. Yeah. So it's been out for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, once it got popular, Fifth Army was like, Shh, "We need saxophones. Right. We need saxophones and a Latin feel." I think the Jason Derulo one was even a sample of a different saxophone. Song. Oh yeah, it was. It was the song Hermentasio. I yeah, know that song. <laughs> yeah. So I think he sampled it, and it was like fine and all. But good. yeah, he sampled but it. But they, there's a difference between sampling and then being like, "Oh, he's making money off of saxophones, ripping oh, off." Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and it follows the same structure. So I haven't heard that song yet. I haven't. I don't know the Paramore song you're referencing either. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's case by case, but I'm more inclined to say that this is them ripping off stuff because it's a high value pop album. Okay. Yeah. We're going to take a pause and I'm going to listen to the song. So now I've listened to both songs. <laughs> this is thank you for waiting for us during our break. Evan has now listened to the songs. I've listened to both songs. Uh, I realized that Olivia Rodrigo is the one who sang that driver's license song. Correct. Very popular. Whoa, that one's a stinker. Um, <laughs> however, I actually like this. <laughs> good for you one. Yeah, it's pretty okay. good. I yeah. actually like it a lot. Um, and I don't. I don't think it's that similar to the Paramore song. Really. Like, uh, if you count like a girl singing in like a pop punk yeah. way with yeah. a guitar. Mm-hmm. I don't think the chords are close enough. Interesting. Uh, I would challenge every person listening to go listen to both songs. Uh, I kind of share your opinion where it's different enough and it, you know, if it's going to be Olivia Rodrigo's new genre. I hope like, so. That she, I think she sounds better on that. Than, yeah. That like pop punk kind of thing. It's just, you know. Their bass player's good too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. So. I was I was here for it. The band's and, pretty good. You know. A Are lot we of people. A music review podcast. Are we? Did we Maybe. review another song before? Have we ever done that? We talked about rappers before. Well, if we are becoming a music uh, reviewing podcast, then that's that's. Fine send us me. music to review. I'll listen to anything. <laughs> we'll Seriously, do Evan's I'm music getting excited or about something. this now. Yeah, send me stuff. <laughs> um, but I think we do need to talk about some losers. So let's let's get into the loser of the week. <laughs> Paramore. For- <laughs> <laughs> and now. <laughs> Here's your loser of the week. All right, so this week, like I said, it could have been the Seattle Mariners. They got no <laughs> hit twice. It's the second time they got got no hit this year. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not picking them. I'm actually going to go into a sport that we've covered just once in the entire 13 episode catalog. Of the Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. Do you know what do you know what uh sport I'm going to? Hmm. Was it played on the moon? It was played on the moon. Was it the first sport on the moon? It was the first sport ah, on the moon. Ah, so it is none other than golf. Correct. So this week was the PGA championship, and 
For those of you who are not golf connoisseurs, the PGA Championship is one of the four major tournaments uh, played by golfers. And the world number one player, the number one ranked player in all of the world, every consensus number one golfer, his name is Dustin Johnson. Have you heard of him? Yes, I have heard of him. Okay. So, and this is, again, I can't stress this enough. Not just America, not just like America and England, the entire world. Every world's best golfer is not as good as this guy. But why would you be mentioning him in this Loser of the Week segment, you ask? <laughs> I'm guessing because he lost. I, that's a great, great question. Well, in each of these majors, they have what's something called a cut. And a lot of golf tournaments have yeah. cuts. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's you play two rounds. You're guaranteed two rounds. And if after two rounds your score is not as good as the top half of the competition – you get cut and you don't play it rounds three and four. Yeah. Right. So Dustin Johnson missed the cut at the PGA Championship. No pun intended. Actually no. missed the cut. There's not really a pun <laughs> in there. I just feel like missed the cut's like an idiom for everything, and now I'm understanding where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, so he, he missed the cut at the PGA <laughs> Championship. His score was not good enough. And for number, world number one, that's like pretty rough. Yeah. But maybe it was just a couple bad days. I take you to this year's Masters tournament <laughs> where he also missed the cut. So the world's number one golfer has now missed the cut and has only played four rounds in two major championships this year, which makes Dustin Johnson the loser of the week. Interesting. How is Ricky Fowler doing? Since we're on golf, let's continue on golf. I love Ricky Fowler. So do I. But famously, he's bad in majors. I know. I just, when I was in high school, me and my friends really liked Ricky Fowler. Yes. He was a Puma athlete. Okay. Sponsored by Puma. Yep. He had a really good set of irons and other clubs. Mm -hmm. And we used to, like, go to golf places and, like, practice with them. Yeah. And we all hit well with them. They were kind of expensive. Um, and he also used to dress in all orange. That's my favorite part, with, the neon. Is Ricky Fowler from the United States? I just, for whatever reason, whenever I see athletes wearing all orange, I always think they're from the Netherlands. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ricky Fowler is American. Uh, he's currently tied for 10th. He's one under. So if you're wondering, hey, are you guys going to talk golf? <laughs> you're in luck. Maybe you're just like the world's biggest golf fan. Well, yes, we are going to talk some golf. The first of which is Ricky Fowler, who's tied for 10th at the PGA Championship. I just as like Ricky Fowler, yeah. Uh, now, who's number one is another story. You might know him as Lefty. I don't know who Lefty is. You I know might he know was him. a Philly. You might know him for his rheumatoid arthritis. Ah, oh, still doesn't ring a bell. Oh, Phil Mickelson. Correct. Good, Evan. I only know like three golfers. It's like it's like Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Okay. Uh, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's about That's it. That's a precipitous jump, but yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, Is that it? Pretty much. Okay. Well, I know the name Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. He, right now, and this shocked me, he's 50 years old. Phil Mickelson. He, are you sure he's not 60? Because I could have sworn he was older. No, I'm positive. We just looked this up. He's 50 years old. And the reason I bring up his age is because he's currently first, and if he hangs on, mm. he's up two strokes on Louis Oosthuizen. If he hangs on to win this championship, he would be the oldest person to ever win a golf major. 
That's pretty cool. Is that not surprising to you? Most of the golfers I know are of that age. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm higher. saying. Like older, older guys. I don't know. I'm just when I think of like Arnold Palmer and like those yeah. older uh, Jack Nicholas, those kinds of like older golfers. I picture them being like 50s and 60s I know. when they're Me winning too. their last ones. Huh. So I, we looked it up. The last, the oldest person to win one previously was 48 years old. Who was that? Julius Boros. Ah, okay. Uh, he's 48 years old when he did it. Only 48. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, geez, Phil Mickelson could get out of here with an easy one if he's just Is 50 years old. Dustin Johnson, the guy who won it two years ago, he what? won something too. Was he like a considered a not a professional golfer when he won the first time? Mm-mm. Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I liked him. So he was like coming out of college. He was kind of a phenom, and he was really young. I think he was yeah. like. 20 19 or 20 something like that when he yeah. won his first major uh since then he's not been performing very well in these gotcha. but it's 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 different because um the how golf works is you have the major tournaments mm-hmm. and then you have like little ones and then you have a major tournament and then little ones yeah. so like jordan spieth could be cleaning up on those little ones but nobody yeah. really cares because ricky fowler could be yeah, ricky <laughs> fowler he's another one that performs pretty well elsewhere but not in the biggest of tournaments interesting and just as we're talking, Louis Oosthuizen loses a stroke. So Brooks Kepka back up to second. I like how ruckus and rompous the um, golf tournaments have been recently. Like I feel like like watching them on TV, people are like going crazier, like a like a like a team event. <laughs> yes, more frequently than than like in like the early two thousands and the nineties. <laughs> I think it's sports fans who aren't able to gather in like you know basketball arenas or something like screw it i'm going to see golf and they go get smashed (laughs) in the parking lot yes yes oh that reminds me um did you know before before like in one i probably when things were in black and white uh i forget when it was i didn't pay attention to that context but you you used to be able to go get the last ball the audience yeah so i've seen on twitter these videos of like people waiting right by right next to the golfer and as soon as he knocks that ball into the hole a mound of people come out and try to grab that last ball. Now, is that like you then sell it to somebody, or is yeah, it you just keep it a collector's collect it? item? It's like catching a foul ball or a home run ball. It's more like a home run ball because it counted. Because it counts, yeah. And they, yeah, they actually. But I don't know. Golf's a weird sport. I think if they got it a little bit more crazy, I think more people would be getting getting into it. It's it's a tough. We were just. That's funny you say that. We were just listening to the Sixers game in the car for a little bit on our way over. Um and the guy on the radio was like, and it brings it up and it almost sounded like a uh, auction, like an auction house, yeah. Uh, and he was just going a mile a minute, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty tough sport to call. And we were talking, what's the toughest sport to call? And I said, then golf. Golf would be the toughest one to call because it's so boring. Because you're like, and he lines up for the putt, and he takes practice swing. And another practice swing. I think here's maybe a future episode idea. We go through every sport with highlights or a game that we've never seen, and we try to call it. We try to call it like five minutes of it <laughs> <laughs> live. I could try it. Why not? I'd try it too. I would try it. We could each That'd be, be each funny. other's color guy. Yeah, like the guy with the stat sheet who's actually like reading stuff. One on of us could be Meryl Reese. The other one could be Mike Quick. Exactly, like play by play guy. 
guy who's here for the funny quips. Yeah. Play by play guy, guy <laughs> who's here for the funny quips. Um Yeah, speaking of uh of sports that don't really get mentioned a lot, the WNBA yeah. is also going on. Still have been watching. Have you heard of this Commissioner's Cup? No, Do I'm you still know what confused. This is? No. Okay. <laughs> Did I explain it last week? No, we didn't we didn't talk about it until after you and I talked about it while we were watching the storm play the okay. Um which by the way we're one and one. You and me. One and one. I have one. You have one. How many wins do you have total? Two. All right, I have three. Play tonight. We'll find <laughs> out. But it's against the undefeated Sun, which sucks. Uh, so the WNBA, how they're formatting their season this year is it's their 25th season, and each team, I think there's 12 teams, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, so there's 12 teams, and part of some intrigue and some of the social justice movement that they're trying to adopt into you know their mission and stuff is they're trying to they're having this tournament it's it's during the season but they're taking specific games from each team's schedule and marking those as that counts towards the tournament that counts towards towards the tournament interesting and there's 60 games going to be played total in the commissioner's cup how many regular games are there then it's a great question. Well, what it here's what it is. <laughs> you going, play man. the 60, so your team, if you're one of the 12, I think you have like I think each I think each team gets 10 games that count towards the thing. And then they see who's the best from the one division, who's the best from the other division in just those games. Commissioner Cups games. And then they have them play for the championship. Now you're like, what are they playing for? Is it just like a useless trophy? Well, yes. But also, <laughs> they're playing for cash. Wow. They're pa- uh, what? Okay, keep going. It's like a lot of money. It's like $50,000 per player. So what's the point of the regular season games? Well, the regular season, they'll still have the playoffs down the road. Oh, okay. But this is like you can also have the bragging rights of being like, we're the Commissioner's Cup. We made way more money than you did this year. That's kind of stupid. And also I think they donate to whatever cause that team wants or whatever. I think this just adds in confusion. (laughs) And it's kind of stupid. Do you know how soccer works? Over the overseas, how they have like, you it's know, like the top four teams go to the Champions League, and then the next two top teams go to another league to play. It's and just, it's like it just intra- it sounds like bowl games. <laughs> yeah, kind of like it's, professional bowl games, but like during the season and like based on your standings during the season. I don't know, man. Like it would be, it would say like, all right, all of the Sunday night football games are going to go into a tournament. <laughs> like all the that winners of any me. Sunday night football game. Yeah, but I just want to see who's the best of the best. Like that's true, but it's I don't know, it's a little bit of intrigue. And for for them it's more about the money and about the social justice causes. Why not just put it into the regular season? <laughs> like what? Like if whoever the champion yeah, is just to move the prizes to the regular season playoffs. It, I don't know, to create intrigue. The NBA is starting to talk about one. I hope they a do mid-season not do that. tournament is no. what they're calling it. Stupid. What? Why? What's wrong? Hold on. First of all, Silas, who doesn't like change and things he likes. Oh, I don't. I don't. Except for baseball. Could you get these cheaters out of here? You would want in the NBA a middle of the season tournament. If there was a middle of the season tournament, the Spurs would have been the four seed in the West. <laughs> the four seed. Now, would they've gotten shellacked? Absolutely, but here's the thing: is is who's the who's the actual top team? The team that won the half, the half tournament, or the team who won the NBA finals? 
No, I mean you'd see it would instead of like the All Star break, you'd have this mid season tournament. I think that's nah, because the WNBA. I don't even know if the WNBA has they have All-Star. an All Star game of sorts yeah. and like an All Star weekend, but it's not as played up and busy as the NBA's. I don't know. I kind of like it. I, I think it's kind of cool. It seems kind of confusing, and it makes it makes the actual final not worth as much, which I think is stupid. Why? Because because what if what if what if what if like the Storm win this Commissioner's yeah. ch- Cup chump, <laughs> Commissioner's um, chump, great, and That's then awesome. they lose the finals. Yeah. Okay. Who was the better team? Obviously, the team that won the finals. Okay, then why are you giving the Storm anything? Uh, so that they could donate to social justice causes is it a donation i don't think so that's why i think it's dumb but it's pay the players more the games themselves are focusing more on social justice if that makes any sense like instead of like advertising you'll see advertising for movements and for social justice changing during regular games they can't why because you get those people that say that oh women's basketball sucks anyway you know It's a family show, so I can't say what I want to say to those people. No, uh, well, <laughs> I also want to say it to those people. I just don't think that we should be making like a special tournament that means nothing. It doesn't mean nothing. You just said it. It gives you thirty grand. Put that. In, just pay the players more. <laughs> they, they have this the money. This is their way of trying. Just give it to them in a base salary. They have the money. Just give it to the people playing the sport. It's that easy. And give the regular postseason bonuses to the people who win. Don't make this extra pile of money more competitive to get. It's just like being like, hey, poor people, here's well, okay, three you can things have, of bread that no, you can have. No, but you can have one team, like you were saying. If the Storm won the midseason tournament, each one of those players has $30,000 in their pocket. Now, what they do with that money, we don't know. Whether it does go to the social justice causes, whether it doesn't, whatever. If they lose to, I don't know, the Dream in the finals or something, well, the Dream are holding the trophy, I'm holding (laughs) $30,000. They get paid... Yeah, but the dream's like I got the championship money. It's worth more more than your chips over there. I don't know that that's true. I, it's true in every other sport. In every other sport, this is in every other sport. So they're making this BS championship to give them more money, but they can't just give them more money. Kind of in the regular championship. Well, they don't have it for. I mean, you could say if you have five hundred thousand dollars <sighs> that we're like, oh, we're gonna allot that to the commissioner's cup this year. You could have that for every player, but if it's every player, you're what? You're dividing thirty thousand by twelve. You'd be like, all right, here's two thousand dollars for every player in the what? WNBA. It just seems like more steps than it needs to be. Like you could just pay players more. And to your point, I mean, there have been several WNBA players that have come out and said you know, I have no idea what this even is. I don't know what I'm playing for. I don't know when it yeah. stops, when it starts, or, you know. So, you're not alone in, yeah. in being I confused. think it's dumb. But if you're keeping score at home, the Evans team, the Seattle Storm, they're 3-1, and one, 
and they had a thrilling overtime win last night. Brianna Stewart had 35 points. It was nice. very exciting. Um, and the Aces that I cheer for, they're two and one, and they play the Connecticut Sun tonight o'clock. Tonight o'clock. Tonight um, o'clock. Listen to me. They're four and zero. The Connecticut Sun. So this is gonna be a rough one, but we'll see. We'll talk more basketball after the break. Honey, the showerhead's dripping again. How in the H-E double hockey sticks am I supposed to get that fixed? If it's home improvement that you seek, go to the place that can't be beat. Whoa! Who are you? I'm the home improvement haven wizard, here to grant your every wish. From the biggest construction job to simply just a new soap dish. I hear that you need a new shower head. I know a place with the widest spread. Home Improvement Haven is the place to be. Follow me there, and you will soon see. At Home Improvement Haven, we work to keep you working. Yard, paint, fixtures, and construction, we have what you need. With a community focus that those big box stores can't replicate, we offer a new place to get your work done. Home Improvement Haven, your solution around the corner. And now for your NHL update. This is exciting, Evan. We have an NHL update for you, and now you have stake in it. You've picked the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the whole thing. And they crushed the Canadians recently, I saw. They did. It was 5-1 to one they won. But now that series is tied one game to one game. It's best of seven, people. Mm-hmm. So you need four wins to move on. But uh, elsewhere around the NHL, the Penguins-Islander series tied 2-2. The Bruins-Capitals, the Bruins are up 3-1. to one. Hurricanes and Predators, the Hurricanes hold a 2-1 to one lead after the Predators scrape Game 3 in overtime. The Lightning hold a 3-1 lead over the Panthers, so it's not looking good for the Florida Panthers. Like I said, Toronto Maple Leafs and Canadians tied at 1-1. Jets take a commanding 2-0 lead over the Oilers. Avalanche on the precipice of eliminating the Blues. They're up 3-0 in that series. And the Las Vegas Golden Knights Mm. up 3-1 on the Minnesota Wild. The Wild stole game one in overtime, 1-0. But then after that, the Golden Knights took it to them with three straight wins. So that's what the NHL is looking like right now in the playoffs. But let's cool. talk. Let's talk about this playoffs that actually matter. Let's talk bum, about the game bum, that just bum, happened. Bum. Sixers. What'd you see? Uh, I saw a win. It's great. I saw Bradley Beal uh, being a little mischievous mm. and and uh, uh, getting the best of the Sixers sometimes. <laughs> uh, I saw Joel get some BS calls. Uh, not I'm, his best game but still put up 30 points yeah um i think this was this was the knocking the rust off game mm. which i'm fine with i think the next game will actually show us more about the playoff sixers okay i think this one they had what five days four or five days to rest plus the ones who didn't play in that exactly. last game yeah if I, if we know anything is that joel doesn't actually do that well off of a break mm-hmm. like he kind of needs to be a little rhythm. He's be warmed up sure. a lot. Sure. So I'm glad it's a win. I don't put much stake into it. Now I think 
Tobias Harris came up huge. Yeah, which if you listen to the pre-show, <laughs> I was dunking on him. No <laughs> pun did. intended. You, uh, we both kind of picked players to look into, like who had to really step up for the playoffs. And you said Tobias Harris. I said Ben Simmons. I Tobias felt- Harris. Tobias Harris had 37 points, 37, and Joel yeah. uh, and Ben tied the record for assists in a, in a postseason game. They both kind of stepped up. They did. It was Ben only had six points, but his defense was nasty. Defense so. was not. Na- he had 15 and 15 with rebounds and assists yeah. as well. All he had to do was score four more points and a triple double. Yeah, um, but that's. I mean, he still had a double double. But anyway, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, were you concerned at all about Joel's foul trouble? Because in the early going in the first half. First he's kind quarter, of he trouble. had three fouls. Yeah. Uh, number three, ticky tack. Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think it was that concerning because once he started playing in the second half, he didn't get a single one. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I'm worried that that teams will now try to get him like loaded up on. I mean, fouls. that's certainly a blueprint when you're playing a dominant big man. Yeah, but I don't know. It was a badly officiated game overall. Uh, a lot of travels. Mm, yeah. um, what was that guy? The guy with the crazy hair? Robin Lopez. Yeah. Robin Lopez was traveling. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the dude was packing his bags, going from country to country. I just – it was just bad officiating. Bad, bad officiating. Um, Yeah, I think that was, that was one thing. Tobias Harris carried the Sixers in the first half. Oh, yeah. Because Joel only had – 10 minutes logged out of 24 in the first half yeah uh, so he didn't even play much so tobias put him on their shoulders they were down one at halftime so yeah. it, and, you know didn't look great but in the third and fourth quarter they were able to you know hit their shots Go on a couple more. runs yeah yeah seth curry hit some clutch threes yeah i feel you like mean, everybody stepped george up hill well. had some great little like people kind of like ignored him mm-hmm. like he'd sit in the corner yeah, pass, they'd pass to him, and then he'd pass back to Joel, and then immediately those guys got off of him and got onto Joel, and he just sent it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of guys came off the bench. Matisse Thibel played fantastic defense against Bradley. Didn't have Beal. a single point, but he, still good. He didn't even yeah. need to, because um, I think in this series in particular, you're looking at Bradley Beal, you're looking at Russell Westbrook. If you can contain those two guys mm-hmm. and keep them in check, uh, I think you're in for a pretty good series. Yeah. Uh, players I thought I needed needed to step up a little bit more. Yeah, um, Dwight. I feel like okay. he was just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. His rebounds weren't as good. Even like his layups weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only player I felt was invisible was Ferk. Yeah, he he didn't. He had like two shots, yeah, two three two attempts at threes, but missed both. And yeah. then he was kind of invisible for the now, rest of the he game. He could be one of those guys that's tight from just yep. not playing. Uh, but I agree with you. In the first half, he kind of came out, and I mean, he needed to. He needed to come out shooting, which he did. Yeah. But he, like we'll you said, he missed him. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, are you feeling good after seeing it? Yeah, I feel fine. Like I said, it's the rust knocking off game. If yep. they were going to lose any of them, it'd be that one. Hmm. Um. So, do you wish Bradley Beal was a Sixer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I'd give up for him though. It's kind of hard. It is, but I mean, I'm kind of I'm happy with my roster right now. That's so. good. Yeah, no, I, I think this game showed you because they were down. They kind of had to come back. Yep. Uh, and without Joel, they were so, down twelve at one point. Yeah. So they really had to uh, had to fight back, and I think they showed you what they were made of, which is a fantastic thing. Because in the playoffs, you're going to be down. 
right? This is the best teams. You're going to eventually be down. Great sign right off the bat for the Sixers. Now, elsewhere around the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I was just about to say, I watched the Nets-Celtics game. Yes. Which I also felt the same way because that was a closer game than I think people were expecting. Mm -hmm. It was Um, like one of the first games in a while where they had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, all in the same all in the same lineup. Old men playing basketball. <laughs> it's only a matter of time between someone pulls pulls their back. <laughs> Can't wait. It. Uh, I don't know about that. They looked good though. Yeah, but they almost lost. They almost lost the lead. When I checked in, they were only two points up. Yeah. So in the first half and then into the third quarter, the Celtics had it within two three points the entire yeah. time. They never led, but they were within that. They tied it at one point, and then the Nets just went off. Yeah, there was also I saw a couple fouls on Jason Tatum that weren't called, Mm -hmm. committed by the KD. (laughs) Um, So, eh, again, first game back. Yeah, after the play-in, people are a little, little snippy, a little tightly wound. Did you see any of the the Bucks Heat game? I did not earlier in the day. I did not. Okay, that one was it. Went into overtime. Uh, Jimmy Butler actually hit a layup yep, to send it that. into overtime. But, uh, lost, though. <laughs> they did. They lost Chris Middleton, which is Milwaukee's second best. It's a, the mm-hmm. Greek freak, and then it's Chris Middleton. Yep. Um, he hit a great shot to win it. So Nets, Bucks, Sixers all get their wins. It seem, It's weird because out west, it <laughs> seems as though the home court's being taken. Like the Mavs were the lower seed. They won. Um who else played yesterday? Nope, you already said uh, Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets. Yeah, the uh, Nuggets and Blazers. The Blazers played in Denver. They won. But then on the East side, seems like everybody, the higher seeds are winning. Yeah. So. And also to just check in right now. Yeah. The Suns are beating the Lakers. Full strength Lakers. Interesting. Um, it's eighty-eight to seventy-four with nine minutes left. Eighty-eight seventy-four. So they're up fourteen. Pretty low, pretty low scoring game for the for the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then later tonight, you got Hawks Knicks. That's going to be a, such a fun That's, series. That is going to be. They're. I mean, they have the same record. Yeah. They're super close. Uh, then you have yeah. Grizzlies Jazz. God bless that Grizzlies team. <laughs> I <laughs> Evan really did not want to see Steph Curry and the Warriors in the playoffs. I didn't. And the Grizzlies ended the playoff run for the Warriors, and they went in straight the into the lion's mouth. <laughs> like. <laughs> And Evan has not been happier about a team. Are you cheering for the Grizzlies out west now? Uh, I think so. I think it'd be fun for them to upset everything. I don't know who I'm cheering for now. On the west? Uh, well, obviously to the Sixers, but yeah. out west, I don't know who I'm cheering for. Probably LeBron. But Probably LeBron. Does a little shoulder shrug. Probably LeBron. I don't know. I You know, the Spurs aren't in it. I, I don't want to cheer for the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't know. The Blazers. I like the Blazers. Yeah. CJ McCollum, he's a Lehigh kid. So. McCollum. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a funny name. Yeah. So what are my other options? Uh the Mavs. Got Luca Doncic. Yeah. I'm 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 voting against him. The Jazz. Rudy Gobert, voting Donovan Mitchell. Them. Yeah. Don't like don't like Rudy Gobert. Uh obviously the Grizzlies. The Nuggets. With- don't don't like them. If you're an MVP candidate, get out of here. Don't <laughs> don't want to talk to you. Uh okay, so that's Yep, that series. The Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Uh, let's see. Suns. The Blazers, obviously. The Suns. I guess I'm okay with the Suns. 
and then the Lakers. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll root for the Suns. I don't really want a Suns Sixers final. Might be fun. Uh, what I want is a Lakers Sixers final. Why? And I want to win. Okay. All right. So it's you're the same for LeBron, reason. Then. You're cheering for LeBron. I guess so. Okay. I'm cheering for Anthony Davis <laughs> and his T-shirt and Unibrow. No, yeah, that's good. You cheer for Anthony Davis. <laughs> I'll cheer for LeBron. Okay. How's that sound? <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just I think it's I think it'd be poetic for the Sixers to go back to the finals and beat the Lakers the same way the Eagles went back to the Super Bowl and beat oh, the Patriots. There you go. That would be poetic. Poetic justice at its finest. Uh, what do you say we give away some money, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> was got, like... We got my cola wheel of whimsy to get Silas to Silas' cola wheel of whimsy. Every week we're going to spin the wheel until my cola rewards are no more. But that's not this week, so here we go. We're going to spin. remember where it went last week boys and girls club double did double it really domain, go boys and girls club? yep guess who got it this week boys and girls club correct wow <laughs> sweep wow they are getting all of the donations well congratulations boys and girls club again for getting our cola reward any uh any final words on the way out here evan uh let's go sixers we got another game in two days wednesday uh-oh but the Lakers are within nine. You know what that means. It's Braun time. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Subscribe to our Patreon site for exclusive content and to see how you can get a shout out on the show. Follow us on Twitter at redshirt underscore pod, Instagram redshirt underscore waterboys, or shoot us an email at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.